0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast. And we are Cavan. On this week's show, we're going to uh, we're going to be looking back over the schools' competitions um, and how our, our schools are faring off so far in the uh, in the year. And we're going to be looking as well. We're going to start off by looking back on the on the twenty championship, the McAvoy uh, Super Value on the twenty club championship. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick. Every week, I'm delighted to be joined. It never gets boring, Paul. Yeah, look at it. it's great to have me. <laughs> it is great to have you. Valerie's always saying that I hear. You're a good wife. Jesus. Um, <laughs> move, move on, move on. Um, the under-20s championship, Division 1 over and done with, you know, done and dusted and no surprise, the team that has dominated through on the rage continues to dominate at under-20s.
1: Yeah, look at we have to take the hat off to Law. I was at the game on Sunday, I thought they were absolutely fabulous. Uh, not to sound like Matty McLean but they were they were very very impressive in all lines of the field You're never going to let poor Matty go <laughs> oh, I let him go <laughs> They were excellent in all lines of the field I thought from almost from the word go they, were, they got on top and I'd say they won more or less every battle on the field I thought they were fantastic I think they kicked 14 wides as well should have won the game by more plus uh, Southern Gales got a very soft penalty in the last minute um, which probably put it lost on the scoreline Did Ocean Pearson dink it down the middle? <coughs> Excuse me no, I was waiting for the Penenka but he didn't. <laughs> I was wondering would he go for it because it was a consolation score, but he yeah. he didn't go for it, but he just slotted away with the left foot. <clears throat> I thought yeah. I just thought Kruslau were so impressive. Like they're they're full of great athletes, but they're used to the ball is phenomenal. And you take it like of Stephen Smith, the captain of the team. And his brother Pierce, who was overage for this, they're they're a lesson for any young fella in, in how you use the ball. They almost always make the right decision on the ball, be it and they do the simple things well. So Things like being able to hand pass the ball off your weaker hand and things like that—little mm. things that that are look easy, but they make it look easy. And I thought Paddy Riley was very good at the back. Um, James Smith and Owen Smith were very good around the middle of the field. And, and my man, of the match was Paddy Lynch, the full forward, seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, just to give him, yeah. give him his full title. He had blue on his gloves. He, he's a phenomenal <laughs>
0: ball winner. Uh, it's. It's actually funny, a couple of the players you mentioned, and, and in, in a piece for this week's Anglo-Celta, I, I had a conversation with Jimmy Higgins, and he spoke about Paddy Lynch, but he, he, when he started to talk about Owen Maguire helping out, you know that, that he wanted to make sure certain players who were missing out on county or development squads at 16, 17, 18 years of age, that they got programmes, he said Paddy Lynch literally done it to the letter. You know everything that was asked of him, he's done it. As you can see it in his game now, he's athletically developed. That he's he's pacey for a big man, but yet physically strong enough to compete with anybody. And this is at seventeen. Ray Carlin once said to me th- that the media in Cavan has a lot to answer for
1: because you're blowing up young fellas. And he he always said, <laughs> and the young fellas read things or they hear things and they say, "Geez, I'm a good footballer." And I'm always wary of blowing up young fans, but I have to I have to say, what's the harm in it? At the same time, I have to say, Paddy Lynch looks to me like a, a senior intercounty forward in the making and a good one at that, because he seems to have it all. Um, I'd like to see as he go, as he progresses in senior football. I'd like to be able to see how fast is he, because pace is obviously so important. But he looks fast enough to me. Uh, he I wouldn't have him down as a Usain Bolt or anything, but he looks fast enough to me. But what he what he has is um, great vision great hands, fantastic hands, he can win the ball in the chest, he can win it over his head, he's got great feet, he can kick freeze and he can bring other players into the game. I should also say for his goal, you would have loved it Damien uh, from a coach's point of view, Peter Smith came through with the ball, he was in loads of space and it looked like he was just going to dink it over the bar and it would have been a nice point if he had it and he went as if he was going to dink it over the bar but at the last second he threw a dummy, he cut back inside and it opened up the whole space, he gave it to Lynch. Lynch, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something off the training ground because Lynch seemed to know what he was going to do. He slipped it off to him and once he got it in his hands, he was playing so well, as confidence was up and he absolutely buried it in the bottom corner. But it was a beautifully worked goal and mm. it's great to see teams going for goals like that.
0: Peter Smith is another player that, that kind of came onto the radar for me and, and the more I've seen of him at on the 20s level this year and even for Crush Los seniors, he's a prospect as well. He's he, like he's big, he's strong, he's, he's kind of more of a... He reminds me a bit of Stephen Smith, that you know, his execution of skills are are, are are very, very good.
1: Yeah, well, look, he's part of the same clan. Um, is he a brother or a cousin of James and Stephen? Brother. A brother of James, brother James. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I heard an awful lot about him coming up uh, when he was 14, 15, talking to some of the Crush Law ones. That he was one of that batch, and he always got name checked. Um, didn't didn't explode onto the scene as he might have, but I think that was, he had a couple of injuries and things like that. Mm. But he's really coming on. You have to remember that, that Pierce. And Stephen, and I probably won't mind me saying that, they both lost the form for a wee while coming out of minor football. Um I think Pierce was a bit jaded because that that McCrory was so hard hard won in 2015 not that it was hard won on the field because they won games easy but they worked so so hard I think it jaded them a wee bit
0: it didn't it didn't start in 2015 their work to win that McRory was really the preparation making was a quarterfinal or semi-final the year before semifinal, yeah you know and then it ran into County Minor which ran then back into McRory and it was it was a constant probably three year non-stop development for those guys it was and I think coming out of
1: coming out of um on the couple like that, Pierce S- Smith was a little bit jaded, and I think Stephen was as well. Um, a lot of commitments, club and county, and mm. different He's played a lot of handball, and he played. They were both All Ireland champion set dancers. Things mm. like that. I think it caught up with Stephen, but he has found his form again. Like, and he was brilliant again on on Sunday. And so, Mickey so Graham you and, and Peter Maybe followed the same way as his, as his cousins. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mickey Graham has, has has recognised the form of the two brothers. They're both in on the county senior panel at the minute I don't know if it's a panel as such a preliminary panel I'm not sure what it is but they're, they're both in the mix and rightly so Honest. It's, it's phenomenal Damien looking at Crushelagh like from a neutral point of view
1: I know I got very excited and so I think you did as well when Rammer came through and won the championship and then went on and they had something like 11 on, on the 21s but I think there was 10 played uh, for Law on Sunday that also played got game the time final. in the, the county final and they are under 20
0: and a few of those actually are under eighteen and under nineteen. Well, the entire full forward line that's won that on the twenty competition on Sunday were all under eighteen. So that was Sean Brierley, Peter Smith, and uh, Paddy Lynch. Yeah, most most. Well, that was on the
1: program. Maybe it was right. Yeah, like that, that's phenomenal. Like so, even some of the players that that there wouldn't be as well known to me. Like the the centre back Nathan Gallagher,
0: mm. uh, fellas
1: like that that I wouldn't have seen that much of. Good players, you no, know, really yeah. good players, and well coached and. Like and what's most probably exciting of all is for Law They brought brought Emma Boylan off the bench. She scored two goals. He's under seventeen, and Keane Boylan. Him, yeah, yeah. And That's like we it. saw both of those lads playing a McCrory game last Friday, and they're good ballers too now. So
0: not, not just good ballers, big strong units, and and well capable of mixing it up. Like they are under seventeen at the minute, I think. Yeah, under seventeen, and yet playing it on the nineteen and a half competition and and mixing it in mixing it, yeah. no problem at all and and under
1: 20 there on sunday yeah. so no problem to them like and they've got they've got big and strong so like i suppose Ramar, not that they've gone anywhere but uh, they haven't kicked on since they won mm. their senior championship and uh, so that's going to be a lesson for Crucial like you know you still you, you might be in a prime position but you have to capitalize on it i think rammer are going to come back in a big way next year it's going to be so exciting to watch these new up and coming teams slash because there's a very high calibre
0: player in both clubs. Yeah, there is. And a high calibre in fairness in, in more than just that. When you take in your gown and 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 your Castle Rand, like next year's senior championship is just going to be frightening. You you were doing a, a prediction piece for one of the Christmas editions of the Anglo Celt, but trying to predict a senior champion next year is, is the hardest I've ever come across. It's yeah, gonna yeah, be
1: brilliant. You, you haven't filed that yet, Demo.
0: No, <laughs> no, we're still, still
1: waiting on I got a prediction for I got a few of them in. So, for anyone that doesn't know, we do a thing, we've done it the last few years, it's a bit of crack. It's mm. a questionnaire, and you fill in all your predictions, and then we go back, look at them 12 months later. Mm. But Kevin Carney sent his in, he's gone for Goodhill to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> surprise, he's three sons on the team. And Mickey Mickey Brennan
0: went for. Uh, now, don't be giving away the whole paper. I'm and not giving away the, the whole paper, it. but uh, who the hell Mickey did he Brennan go went for? for Simon's Town. <laughs> so
1: he probably did, or Drummelee, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't just remember, yeah. Yeah, I I I I literally haven't filed it because I'm still waiting on. I take this thing quite seriously. I get competitive because I look back in the end of the year and go, "Yeah, there's a point for me." Oh no, I lost that point to Michael Hannan or whatever the case. So I'm waiting on who's going to get the Castle Rahan job and and all of these who's going to get the a job before I make my decisions on it. So I'm not just throwing it in willy nilly. This is this Geared is a process. Cute as a fox. Cute as a fox. But yeah, looking at it, uh, the. The under twenties, as I said, there was no major surprise. Bit of a disappointment, though. Southern Gales weren't closer to them. You know, Southern Gales they beat them. I think is was it under sixteen championship final or league final at something. You know, coming up. But Trushla beat Southern Gales. Yeah, yeah. yeah with this team, um, they beat Gownindy on the fourteen championship final on their own. Um, but it's you'd expect a little bit more of Southern Gales, would you have? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Or is it is, is, is being an amalgamation a massive disadvantage because you don't have the whole year to gel with all of the players? You know what I mean? Like A lot of these Law boys have been gelling. I know some of them didn't play senior football this year, but they've been pretty much gelling during the year. Mm,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I take that point, but it seemed to me that I'd like to know how much uh, work Southern Gales did for it because... They didn't play well at all. Like I have said, they played poorly. Their, their decision making on the ball was very poor, and they were ponderous in possession. They kicked away a world of, of football, and um, I just thought they weren't themselves. Uh, Shane McVitie marked Key, and Madden, and kept him, kept them pretty well. Key got on a good bit of ball, but he didn't he didn't get it in a lot of areas where he could do a lot of damage. Shane
0: McVitie Took a f- got forward a good bit as well, and took a few yeah he kicked, pot took, shots and took kicked
1: a couple of wides. So like he Shane, Shane likes to have a shot. He was a forward growing up, and he's kind of been turned into a back kind of last year or so. But.
0: I was saying to you off air, he he's he's an absolute, he's a rarity because. He he has that little bit of a, like like you were saying, or maybe it was somebody else actually said to me that he took a few shots when maybe he shouldn't have taken a few shots. Now maybe when you're winning by so much that comes, but they were saying kind of like one of those greedy little corner forwards that just takes a shot. He took shots in those situations, and I was saying, yeah, it's amazing to having one player a, a greedy little corner forward and a tenacious little corner back. You yeah. know where and not a little anymore. Well, not that little, yeah. but but he he'll, he'll he'll play either role to the same level of, you know, you, 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 they're specialised positions. And I don't think I've ever seen a player that, that I've seen that trait in him where he's taking shots that, you know, that's, that's not really on, you know, that's a, that's an arrogant corner forward shot. And then I've seen him go out and do a ruthless man-marking job where he just sticks in a lad's shorts. I don't think I've ever seen that in one player before.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think, he, like, he broke into the cabin on the 20s this year and was on the bench up in, up in Derry mm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he goes further and maybe plays County Senior because um, he's a lot of the characteristics of a wasp But I'm not just talking about the colours of the jersey <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah, a yeah. wicked player and, <laughs> I, and I, I say that as a compliment to him uh, because he's a great lad I, yeah. I had him in handball for a while and he'd be the first name on the team sheet if I was over Chris because he'd go out and give you everything and you know he's a bit ratty, but you need that. Like, yeah, you, you, no team ever won anything without players who play on the edge, and I, I like that
0: about him. Um, Maybe a shoot needs a bit of work if he's listening, but I think he's I think he's a class act. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, for me, he's probably the most improved player that I've seen this year over in overall the championships. I think he's been phenomenal. But there's a podcast in that too, there, man most need, improved players, most yeah. improved players. Well, McVitie's definitely up there. I have to say, Shame.
1: yeah. Oh, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, exception. And Stephen Smith too has got to be up there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We, we'll go. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, because we do have our our, well, I asked you to do a top thirty forwards under thirty, and that's in our diehards podcast later on in the week. So to get onto uh, Patreon dot com forward slash we are if you want to hear Paul's top top thirty forwards under the age of thirty, that first sorry that importantly didn't play for Cavan seniors in twenty eighteen. So it's a uh, it's, it's going con- to be controversial. It's definitely controversial because we, we've we been debating this over and back already and, and some of the names that, that are on it and aren't on it becomes a, a debate. But you'll hear that on, on that podcast anyway. And also on that podcast, we'll be discussing the Cavan Player of the Year. So that's the County Player of the Year. It's picked by the Club Brefney, um, club Breffney Dublin branch each year. But we, we'll be discussing maybe our thoughts on, on, on Cavan's best player this year on that podcast. Um, and also... On the Diehards podcast, um, we Paul stepping in for me on this one, where Michael Hannon is going to join Paul and talk about Mullahorns' upcoming Ulster final in the intermediate grade. So that's on this Saturday in the Athletic Ground. So get on to Patreon.com forward slash We Are calvin if you want to get listening to those two ones. Moving on, just on to Division Two of the McAvoy Super Value um, on the Twenty Championship. Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit, or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. It's a beautiful- and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. There were two quarterfinals played at the weekend. Blackwater Gales scored 14 points, but were beaten by Airog Celtic by 5.15 to 14 points. 5.15 some scoring.
1: It is good scoring. It's it's a good result for Airog Celtic. We should give a mention to... to Muldoon, Michael Muldoon, or is he Mihal? From from Mahara, mm. uh, he scored seven points, six points from play there for Blackwater. That's a big, that's a big uh, statement of intent by him. Player that's come up through the ranks and done very well, and probably trying to break into a struggling Mahara team. I talked to some of the Mahara people uh, a few weeks back, and they they have their manager in place for next year, and they are, they've they've been having team meetings, and they are really confident that they're going to be a big improvement in them next year. the, the way they put it to me was everyone who played this year will be there next year and that in itself is a big help and they're going to be looking to build a team around the likes of him so I think that he deserves
0: a special mention probably one of the best performances of the week mm, Definitely definitely well done um, and, and, and look at it's, it progresses and always in, in a straight line but if Mahara can make steady steps like that you know that, that, that'll, that'll get them in the right direction Well, I actually think that you know, I, I that, the,
1: do you know the, their, their first year or so I could see them making up massive ground because they're so far behind that, I think if they really knuckled down and really went for it, like and gave it everything, I could see them making up huge ground. Look, to win a game would be a massive uh, start for them. Like they're yeah. a long way off winning a, a junior championship, but if they could say, All right, next year we're going to win a couple of games, the following year we're going to win a few more games, and then maybe look the challenge. Look, things you can turn it around at that level fairly quick. You do see, look, a couple of years ago. It's probably three or four years ago. Knockbride lost by 30 points in Breffni to Shannon Gales in a in a junior championship match. Right. I was at. Yeah. This year on paper, they are one of the best teams in it. Didn't go that well for them, but you'll find they will win that championship in the next year or two. So you can turn things around.
0: That's it. That's it. Speaking of knockbride, they beat uh, Niamh Breed in the under twenty championship, the second quarter final, three nineteen to three four. And this may sound because of Drumley's involvement in the Neve Breed, but and Red Hills. Should oh yeah, and Red Hills, <laughs> Okay. But should Nock Bride be in division two of that championship? They were beaten in the minor A league final two years ago and championship final two years ago by a super Crush law team. Per- personally speaking, I don't think they
1: should be. For their own like for their own development, um would they not rather be playing Crush Law or playing Southern Gales or Rammer? And winning by fifteen points against lesser teams i I personally don't think like maybe they were, they were trying to win a trophy after disappointing uh junior championship maybe that's it but I can't see I can't see how how that's going to bring them on like let's say we're going to be talking with Mulhorn in the in the future podcast look what we will have done for Mullerhorn, getting three games in Ulster and possibly more after Christmas but fingers crossed look what that will have done. They're going up against really strong teams in Ulster, the highest mm. standard that you can get for as an intermediate club, and it's really brought them on. Where, where's, what would it have done to, for Mullerhorn if they were to go into the junior or the junior B or whatever, you know what I mean? And hammer teams, they are do nothing for them. But they might, they'll get a trophy. Mm.
0: But but what good is that? No, completely agree. Completely agree. And actually bringing it back to Krushalaw when when the, the management decided to take over this age group, but back in on the 12th, it was stated, we must play Division 1. We have to play Division 1. Play anything else other than Division 1 won't benefit these players and won't give them the opportunity to grow to the best that they can be. So I, I can't fathom any club looking to play lower grades like winning winning stuff at lower grade will be remembered for I have a medal in my back pocket but it won't develop it won't it won't push them on into getting the best that they can be you know you have to challenge yourself and I I think while McBride and Lara are both going to be very good teams in Division 2 I'd, I'd imagine if they avoid each other that's where the final of that will be but they, both them teams I think would have been capable of competing with Southern Gales and Ramar maybe not would crush a lot but definitely got better standard of game in, in their under 21 championship or under 20 championship I,
1: I, I completely agree with you because the other way of looking at it with North Bright is um, they played junior championship so this was an opportunity for them to expose their players to a way higher standard mm. than they got all year they played division 2 and junior championship Now they're, now they were suddenly getting division 1 the highest quality of football they could get for the first time this whole year. And the, the, the I don't I no, I don't know the criteria. Maybe they looked to get into it and weren't let into it. But maybe, I'd, I'd maybe. be surprised if that was the case. But maybe someone from Up Bright let us know. But and Lara, I think Lara, looking at the, the likes of Owen Cooney, Jack McKenna, um Lee Riley, like they were all in Pork Riley. Pork Riley. They were all county under twenties. Mm. Um yeah. you know, if you've county if you've a couple of county calibre players, like you surely you've got to be worth worth Taking your chance in the top flight.
0: Yeah, you'd imagine. You'd imagine. But look at well done the Nokbryde, a, a convincing win over Neve Breed on Saturday evening in the 3G pitch. the uh, The second two quarter finals take place this weekend. Ballinaya taking on Saint Joseph's. That's on the 3G pitch, uh, Sunday morning at twelve o'clock, and the second one then is on afterwards at three o'clock, and that's between Lara and Cavan Gales again on the 3G pitch. So. We look their quarter-finals. Quarter-finals,
1: yeah. If, Bal- if Balignac could, could get to a final or even win that competition, it'd be a huge boost to them after getting relegated from senior championship. Mm. And that is, good, that is a good Balignac team.
0: Yeah, there's definitely quality. Now they're missing Sean Keaton. he yeah, done his crucial, be, I believe. Yeah, be a, a Big huge loss. loss at that level. Huge loss. Uh, moving on to the Division 3 of the championship. And I think that the semi-finals are this coming weekend. I just can't see a fixture online for them. But the top four teams it's finished... Then uh, on top with five points, two wins and a draw. Kingscourt in second with one win and two draws. Castle Rathen in third with one win, one loss and one draw. And Ballyhea joined them in fourth with one win, one loss and one draw. Then Hollands and Templeport um, at the bottom end of the table: two losses, one win for Cuhulland's, and two losses, one draw for Templeport. But so we'll be watching. A bit disappointed
1: with Templeport because they would have had an awful lot of. Uh, teenagers playing in the, on their junior championship team mm. I thought they would have been doing a bit better there
0: yeah I think, I think we so, are no, I
1: spoke to Tommy Duren in there a few weeks ago and he was telling me that they were they were putting in a team on their own on this and you know Templeport are feeling on their own in nearly every age group yeah. and it's sad, sad to say that that's, that's actually the exception in the county at the minute I'd say you know half the clubs at least don't have a team in every age group at least
0: mm. I'd say, you're, I'd say you're right unfortunately Even the, Gales. the numbers the numbers are dwindling Kingscourt Cavan Gales these are the powerhouse teams
1: of the last few years and and a lot of them don't have their own team which is they it's a podcast for another day but I do think there's something coming down the tracks there in Cavan this is like a brainstorming session here we've lots of podcasts
0: for another day <laughs> yeah I hope you're taking notes. note <laughs> yeah, I'm always taking notes speaking of uh, notes. More, more podcasts <laughs> or speaking of notes looking down to my notes um, moving on to to the schools football and it's Tuesday afternoon here in Cavan town I'm after coming back from a miserably wet windy wild Armagh Pierce Oak ground but lifted up and warmed by St. Pat's Ranafat team who have qualified for the final, uh, beaten Abbey CBS 2-6 to 1-6, they were 1-6 to a point down at half time. Second half, remarkably, Abbey CBS never killed the ball on the far end of the field. There wasn't one kick out for for the St. Pat's goalkeeper. He had to pull off a phenomenal save at one point in the second half where not only did he block a point blank save, he's Alex, I can't think of his second name, he's from Red Hills, um, but he he didn't just block it, he caught a point-blank shot at full dive. You don't see that happening anymore. No, you know, usually they parry it. But Fair play to him. What a win.
1: Well, that's a phenomenal When You text me after the game and I just thought, oh, wow, that is some win because, like, we're, we're never done, this is a podcast for another day, we're <laughs> never done uh, singing the praises of St. Pat's but it's just so remarkable. Like, I don't know what you could compare it to in other sports but to go from basically the the worst team in, in, in Ulster for a long number of years in, in that were entering the top five In colleges, yeah. In colleges football th- to become the best. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's like Leicester. It's just magical stuff.
0: Except Leicester got there in a the fall and yeah. St. Pats are holding on. Like holding on, St. Pats yeah. out of the... There's two competitions that are at final stages in Ulster A and St. Pats are in both of them. The the Corn and Oag who are out this Friday night. Uh, I think it's Friday night anyway. Finn O'Reilly was was telling me some stage during the week, but it's either Friday or Saturday, and now the Ranafast who are back in the final for the first or for the second year in a row, they have the Ranafast title, they have the Corn and Oak title, so they have an opportunity to retain these titles. Like it's it's just it's a phenomenal turn around for for St Pat's from where they came. Uh it's it, it's absolutely incredible. Like if you look at last year,
1: last year they won the Dalton Cup. Um, or, sorry, they won, they won the Dalton Cup, yeah. which is a rare thing for St. Pat's because the Northern Schools have their players a year earlier yeah. to work on them. Um, but they also won the Corner Oak to beat Mahara in the final of the Corner Oak by 4.14 to 6 points. So th- that tells you all you need to know. It's got to sit where they're winning these finals comfortably. Like, just looking through, I did a piece with Fimbo O'Reilly there a while back, um, who's kind of the architect of, of a lot of this. And, you know, like, he told me about the Ranafast Fast last year, and he said to me, I know it's a cliche, but genuinely, what we did was we concentrated on trying just to win the first game, then the second, then try to get out of the group, and took it from there. He just talks sense, and like last year's Ranafast team were given no chance. They went on and won it out. Yeah. This year's team, having won any competition all the way up, they've been beaten by the eventual winners in every grade. Now they're in the final and a great chance of winning it. So, like, I don't think there's any magic formula. They just have have placed a real emphasis on football. And they're doing all they can to facilitate teams, and they're just doing the simple things really, really well. Like, there's no—I don't think they've suddenly reinvented the wheelings and pads. They've just got football where where it should be, and it, like, it couldn't praise them highly enough. All involved out there, like, it's just—it has to feed through into county teams as the years go on.
0: Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine so, and and looking at some of the names that done exceptionally well today, for me. Their, their names that boated Cavan on the 15s and on the 16s have been have been doing well for the last couple of years, but they're you know I thought looking back over the game, Peter Smith was doing very well at the middle of the field when under pressure in the first half he was fielding ball over his head. Now again he has to find that line. He got a second yellow card with maybe six seven minutes to go. And St. Pat's down by a point. They came from that position to go on and win it by three was, was just amazing. But uh, I thought he was doing very well. I, again, Fintan O'Reilly, a special talent in the full forward line. Um, Shane Tynan, beautiful left foot, You know, scored a couple of very, very good points as well. Then players that came on, actually, that, that made a big difference for me was Cormac McGill from Mullerhorn and Conor Casey from Gauna. Both young lads, both, I think, under 15 this year, both big men and both mobile and, and, and know how to play a ball. Well I know Conor Casey
1: he wasn't in the school in first year he came in in second year and made a big difference to that corner oak team last year and he's mm-hmm. another one of these young garner players coming up that are, that have really caught the eye on underage football in the last few years. Look at it it's happy days it's great to see it and long may it continue. It's yeah. just a pity with the way the age criteria falls with McCrory that that it doesn't suit it's almost impossible for some to win at McCrory. Barron where you get a few lads to repeat and do a transition year and things like that, it, it makes it very, very difficult, which is unfortunate because you'd have to imagine we would have, when I say we were past people, so, so we, we would have won a few McRory's been now. You'd have to imagine, like we'll say, for for example, uh, we talked about Emmett Boyden and Kean Boyden earlier on and Leo Doyle and all those fellas, they all won at Corn and Oak four years ago this weekend. Right, yeah. So, you know, they'd have been coming
0: through and they'd have been hitting their stride, but a lot of them have left the school now. Mm. Well, that's it. And, and and going back last Friday, we went to uh, to Clonus to watch the the McRory take on Saint McCartans. And when you look through the McGrory team, thinking of the fact that it's under nineteen and a half, you're you're kind of saying, you know, these boys are only boys. You're talking about sixteen, seventeen, and maybe eighteen year olds on the St Pat's team. Like it, it, it 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 was very noticeable. It was a young St Pat's team, even though they should have and could have won the game, or could have and should have.
1: Yeah, it was, and they should have won the game, I thought they were, you know, they started the game very well, and the second half performance was poor, but it's all that beat them in the end up was an absolutely phenomenal goal by the, by the Monaghan, um, I think it was the Subway come on, Mohan. Yeah, did he step too many? He did take a few too many steps, but he, <laughs> I wouldn't hold it again, you have to say, and yeah. I mean, nobody dislikes Monaghan as much as me, but what a goal, <laughs> like, he smashed it in the top corner from 20 yards, yeah. which was, but... Yeah, it was They still could have won that game, like, but Yeah. Um, I could still see them
0: making the quarters. Yeah, I was I was saying to you coming out from the game, you know, having to make the playoffs mightn't be the worst t- thing for this team because more competitive games is more development and it's at a very high standard. So I I think that they will get better and better and they'll continue to rise. And from what I've heard from the first game they played I can't remember who their first game was Uh, but they're they're second then they improved where they drew with St. Pat's Mahara and then went on to should have beaten St. McCartans who won the first who beat the team that they beat or beat them in the first round so there seemed to be improvement there seems to be a graph rising for them there so hopefully they'll continue to go on we'll hopefully bring you the fixture of that um, that playoff which will be in the next couple of weeks we'll bring that to you on the podcast going around the other schools and I suppose you know we have to look at Virginia for years where were they dominated vocational schools football and, and were, were, were at the peak of it then when they're all amalgamated together they kind of have been got lost in the middle of finding their level but they seem to have steadied the ship a wee bit and, and the teachers have rowed in there and, and you're looking at teachers you know in St. Pat's you talk about the teachers and how influential they are the likes of Ronan Flanagan Fergal Riley Dermot Shorten like there's there's some great football and the football, principal Niall Lynch Niall Lynch obviously leading, leading the ship like, so there's some great football people involved in Virginia that you'd imagine it'll bring them back up that they'll rise because the numbers in the school are good. I know it's a mixed school, but essentially the numbers are good enough that they should continue to to, to rise. They've done very well. On the fourteens, were beaten in the quarter final. I can't remember. I think it's called the McDevitt Cup. And the under sixteen and a half uh, have made the quarter finals, which is the equivalent of the Ranafast um, at their grade. I I think it's Division Three, but. The likes of uh, you know, Sean McAvoy, who was with the Cavan under-16s, and Ryan Kellett as well, are starring for that under-16.5 team. So they're, they're, they're definitely making steady progress in Virginia as well, which is great to see.
1: Yeah, look, there's a great history of football in Virginia College. And they have won a couple of All-Irelands, vocation schools All-Irelands, which is, a, before the thing was changed, Like that was still a very, very competitive All-Ireland. Like, if you think of the amount of vocation schools there were in the country mm. at the time, um, Niall Lynch was in charge of those teams so like they've got a football pitch there at the grounds they've they've got great expertise on the teaching staff there so you'd hope that look number, numbers can hold you back but I think it was public school uh, Cork with Divna um, that's right they, they have Calvary. a very small school there was another school from from Donegal um, around the Kilcar area, that's which right. only had something like hundred lads in the school, but um, it
0: had Martin McHugh, Paddy McBerty. <laughs> yeah. They went on to win. So you can you yeah. can do it. Like it can be done with small numbers. That's right. That's right. Moving on. So well done to to Virginia. But moving on to our tour third, the that third school we have some information on it's Baileyborough Community School. There, they're under sixteen and a half. So they're playing in the quarter final against Moville. That's on Thursday coming which is the 29th of November and the under 14 and a half are playing in the quarter finals against St Connors I think it's uh, Clara Kilray would that be right Paul Yep. Ray. That's tomorrow on the 28th 20, So Wednesday the 28th Best of luck to Bailiaburra in that It'd be great to see them making Into semi-finals of their competition as well And just keep the, the Cavan flags flying So well done to all involved um, I think that brings us to the end Of the McAvoy Super valley GA podcast
1: Yeah look I know we're doing our uh, 30 on the 30 tomorrow So uh, my mind is spinning here at the minute. That one's <laughs> going to be tricky.
0: Well, the list is getting longer, but if you want to listen to that, don't forget to tune into patreon.com forward slash um to hear the top 30 forwards under 30 who did not play for Cavan seniors in 2018. This in is Paul's list in Championship. This is Paul's list, but it's me that's going to be playing the devil's advocate and asking the questions on it. And then later on, we'll have, or uh, in between, actually, we'll have Michael Hannon with Paul Fitzpatrick on the Die Hard podcast preview Mullerhorn's Ulster Intermediate Championship Final this Saturday in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh at 5 o'clock on that I want to thank so many clubs and so many people for their messages of of good luck to Mullerhorn and for their support and I want to bring this up because I won't get bringing it up on, on the preview one because I won't be in on it but I, I genuinely am I'm delighted that the spirit of the GEA is so alive and well in Cavan that we kill each other and we absolutely go hammer and tongue at each other in club football in Cavan. But the amount of goodwill shown to Mullerhorn in their progress through the intermediate, whether it be players coming in to play in-house games at the weekend gone by, Liam and Kevin McCabe from Killing Care, Philip Mc, uh, McArdle from Drummer Lee and Kevin Boucher from Arva all come in to play an in-house game for us as well. And, uh, and, and Terry Coyle, Kevin Gill, gave us the, the use of their grounds because the Mullhorn pitch has been done up at the minute. There's such good will out there. It, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. I just want to like, push it out. It's the way it should be. When Calvin teams, when the Cavan club team goes out into Ulster, they're, they're wearing Cavan jerseys, essentially, and we should all get behind them. And well done to the clubs for doing so.
1: Um, well done to yourselves, Damien, and the very best of luck.
0: Thank you very much. So that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Value GA podcast. Please do get in contact with us on Instagram, on Twitter, or on Facebook and let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear covered on the show. Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43